Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here. We are on uh, episode 57. We got uh, just another, we got today and tomorrow for the month. And then, then we'll go back to the regularly scheduled programming. As you may know, we do, uh, we've been doing about two episodes a week. We do Tuesday and Thursday. Haven't missed that. But during the month of April, we were doing one episode every single day. Wanted to, uh, we just wanted to dump some goodness all over you. So I hope you felt that. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if you would, uh, do us a favor and uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast, but also if you would, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to your podcast. It just helps other people to find the show. We really appreciate it. And just, I read every single one of those uh, reviews, and so it just helps us to to know if it's connecting, if it's clicking, if it's helping you. Uh, let us know. And always, too, you can always email us. Email me at uh, support at thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is support at thespeakerlab.com. Just want to make sure you're alive and well and that we are, uh, we're scratching where you're Richin. That's that's really what we're about. And that was awkward. Okay. So today we are uh, we got another voicemail question. We've been doing a lot of listener questions this month. And so uh, this is a good one. So uh, this question comes from uh, Joe, all about the differences between just how to make the best impact as a speaker and the different mediums and options. So uh, let's get into it. Take it away, Joe. Hi, Grant. This is Joe Sanok from Traverse City, Michigan. I have the Practice of the Practice podcast and also practiceofthepractice.com, where I help business leaders level up their careers through consulting. And my quick question is in regards to podcasting versus live events. Uh, The impact of podcasting is much more scalable than a live event. And I'm wondering if you could compare and contrast the use of your time in putting it into a podcast versus trying to find live events. Thank you so much for all that you do and doing these 30 days. I think it's such an awesome idea. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for the question, Joe. So basically, he's asking in terms of impact, which is better, doing a podcast versus hosting a live event. Now, uh, I've talked a little bit with Joe, and I know that he hosts both a podcast and some live events, both of which do pretty well within his niche, it sounds like. And so while there are definitely some some pros and cons to doing a podcast versus a live event, I don't necessarily think it needs to be one or the other. I think you can certainly do both. And it sounds like, again, Joe is doing both. I know that I personally, we do both in our business and that we host this podcast. We also, as you may know, we have the Speaker Lab workshop coming up on May 21st here in Nashville, which on a side note, if you're not coming to that, what are you waiting on? Register for that, my friends. We just got a couple seats left. You can uh, check that out over at thespeakerlab.com slash workshop. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash workshop. 
So we're going to talk here in just a second about the pros and cons of each in terms of making an impact. But I want to point out something that I really like about Joe's question. I think it's really important for any speaker and just entrepreneur in general to really consider and think about. So he asked the question through the lens of which makes a greater impact, doing the podcast versus doing a live event. And so while I like that he is thinking about how to make a greater impact, I really like that at least he has some lens or frame of reference in mind that he is looking through through for determining which makes the most sense. So oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we're just, we're going to do something, but we haven't really thought about why we're doing it or what the end goal is or, or what the point of that thing is. Now, if you've listened to the podcast or if you've attended any of our webinars before, you know that one of the things that we teach is that in, uh, in order to get started as a speaker, you really want to answer three foundational questions, three key questions that you really need to nail down. That's going to make a lot of your marketing much more clear uh, and a lot simpler. So those three questions are why, who, and what. Why, who, and what? So number one, why? Why is it that you want to speak? Why do you want to be a speaker? What's the point for you in terms of being a speaker? Uh, number two, who? Who is it that you want to speak to? Assuming you're put in front of your perfect audience, who would that audience be? And then number three is what? What do you want to speak about? So again, if you're in front of that perfect audience, what do you want to say to them? So why, who, and what? And the most often overlooked question there is why? Why is it that you want to speak? And then the question of why isn't, isn't relevant to, and important just to speaking, but really to anything. Why is it that you are doing what you are doing? What is it that you are hoping to accomplish? Because so often in business and in life, we oftentimes we do something just because we feel like that's what we're supposed to do because either someone told us to or because someone else is having some type of success doing it or for some other silly reason. But for you, you've got to get super clear on why you're doing what you're doing or you'll be less likely to succeed at it, but you'll also be much more likely to quit at it and give up because there's really, there's no purpose behind it. And think of it this way. Think back to when you were a, a kid and your mom or dad asked you to do something and you would oftentimes as a kid, you would say, why? Hey, I want you to go mow the grass, but why? I need you to take out the trash. Why? I need you to clean your room. Why? I need you to, to help put away the dishes. Why? 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 And what is the most common parenting answer? Think about it. Ready? Because I said so, right? Because I said so, That which never really answered the question. And I, I have to admit, uh, I'm a parent today. I've got three daughters uh, and I do the same thing sometimes. Like sometimes I'll ask them to do something. They ask why. And I'll reply because I said so, or because I'm the grown up, or because I'm your parent or because I made you and that should be good enough. But if a kid doesn't know why they're doing something, the work that they're doing can become very, very frustrating and oftentimes discouraging. And so the same thing is true for adults. If you're working some type of traditional job and your boss asks you to do something but doesn't give you any context of why you're doing it, what oftentimes happens is you become discouraged or you become uninterested or you become uh, unmotivated and probably become frustrated with the boss because you don't know why you're doing it. The same thing is true for entrepreneurs. If you don't know why you're doing something, then the task or the project becomes very, very frustrating. So here's a rule for all of us, myself included. Always, always, always define the why behind the what. Define the why behind the what. 
oftentimes whenever I'm speaking to, when I'm talking with speakers who are, who are stuck in their business or they're having a hard time, one of the first questions I always ask is why? Why do you want to be a speaker? Why are you doing this? How does speaking fit into your business? What is it that you hope speaking does or provides for you? You have to get super, super clear on your why. So again, let's come back to Joe's situation. Now that'll get off that little soapbox there, that little tangent there. Uh, let's come back to Joe's situation. All right. So he's asking if the goal or the why is to make the greatest possible impact, is it better to do that through a podcast or through a live event? But again, it makes it so much simpler to figure out what the correct answer should be because we know what the end goal is. We know where he's headed. We know what he's trying to do. And so in this case, he's looking at it through the lens of from an impact perspective. We didn't talk about, you know, financially, we didn't talk about uh, the amount of time it would take for him or the return on investment or any of those things. We're looking at it through the perspective of just making a greater impact, which would be the better. So let's talk about the uh, the pros and cons of each. So first of all, let's talk about the, the podcast. Let's talk about pros and cons of that, again, from an impact perspective. Some of the upsides, some of the pros is that you're you're generally you're able to impact more people on a bigger scale. So uh, I can tell you that right now that we have people listening uh, to this podcast literally all over the United States, all over the world. In fact, we have people that are just like like tons, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head, but tons of different countries from literally all over the world. So you're just able to, through a podcast, you're able to impact a lot of people on a bigger scale than maybe you could do from an event that's oftentimes tied to everyone being in the same location at the same time. One of the other uh, upsides of doing a podcast is the audience is generally able to consume it more in a more passive way, meaning that if you're going to speak at an event or you're going to you're gonna host an event, everyone has to be there. You got to be physically there, whereas something like a, a podcast is something that can be a little bit more passive. So I know for me personally, a lot of times I listen to podcasts when I'm going for a run or I'm riding my bike or I'm in the car driving somewhere. A lot of times that's when I'm listening. So it can be more of this passive type of media. Uh, the other upside for a podcast uh, is there's no cost for the audience to consume. I mean, typically the way most podcasts are set up is it's, it's free. It's a free training tool or device or whatever you want to call it where people can listen to without having some type of, of, of expense associated with it. So that's kind of the upsides, some of the upsides to, to doing a podcast. Let's talk about some of the, the cons side of it, the, the negative side, potentially negative side for doing the podcast is that first of all the the impact may not be as deep as a live event the impact just it may not be as deep cuz i mean think about it whenever you're listening to this podcast hopefully it's going to hopefully it's going to help you in some way hopefully it's going to clear up some questions that maybe you have but i'm under no illusion that you listening to one single podcast episode is going to magically change or transform your life it typically doesn't work like that another thing is another just kind of downside is because it's more passive there there's generally less commitment from the audience. Because again, like I said, for me personally, whenever I listen to podcasts, I'm usually driving down the road or on a run or I'm biking or I'm doing something else. So it's not like I'm really fully present or really dialed in or locked in. It's just something I kind of have on, I'm listening to, I'm paying attention, but I'm not like fully engaged with it all the time. The other downside with a, with a podcast is it's potentially, it can be a very, very crowded space. So if the goal is to make an impact, 
depending on what the subject or topic is that you're doing a podcast on, there may already be a lot of other podcasts on that subject or topic. So you may just be coming into some type of, of crowded space. There's also the, the thing to consider between a podcast and an event is what your audience actually prefers. So there's going to be some people that may not attend events, just some sections of, of people who don't attend events or they're used to attending events, but they don't even know what a podcast is. So you're going to have some of those nuances and differences there. Now, let's talk about the pro and cons of doing a live event. Now, first of all, I'll mention to you back in episode 53, just a couple episodes ago, Joe also asked a good question about hosting your own events versus speaking at other events. So you may go back and listen to that one. Again, that is episode 53. So definitely check that out, especially if you're interested in hosting your own event. So listen to that one, episode 53. But one of the upsides of hosting your own event in terms of making an impact is oftentimes you have that deeper impact and commitment from the audience. So again, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm just listening to it, you know, driving down the road. But with an, with an event, people are there. They're in the, we're all in the same room together. It's more than I'm listening to a, you know, a 20 or 30 minute podcast episode, but I may be in that room together focused on this one thing for, you know, a day or for a couple of days, depending on the, on the nature of the event. So oftentimes, even though it may be a smaller number of people that are at that event, oftentimes you can have a more significant impact on those people that are in the room. The other side too, is it, it potentially, and again, this we're not looking at it necessarily from this context, but it can potentially be more profitable than a podcast. So again, we're talking about through the lens of, of just making a greater impact. But again, from a financial and from a business perspective, generally you're going to, something like a, a live event is going to produce revenue while a podcast directly may not actually do that for you. Now let's talk about the some of the, the, the con side, the negative side here of a live event. Uh, one thing being that your, your impact is really just limited to just the people at the event. So there may be thousands of people that listen to your podcast, whereas for an event, there may only be you know, 10, 20, 50, 100 people that are actually there in that room. So there's going to be just a, just a smaller, it's a deeper impact, but for a smaller number of people. Now, keep in mind though, and that doesn't even consider the, the ripple effect, meaning that if those, let's say you have an event with 100 people, how those 100 people go out, implement what you taught them, what you what they learned from you, and the ripple effect that that can have on other people. So that doesn't even factor that in. So you, you have that to consider as well. The other just negative or just kind of potentially downside uh, of doing a live event is it's really it's just a bigger commitment and investment for people. So again, uh, a podcast is something you can listen to in the car kind of passively. But if you're going to an event, you gotta you really got to plan that out. You can't just like do that on a whim. So oftentimes it means that you are going to may have to take off work. You're probably going to have to invest some money, not only for the event, but to travel to get there. You may be taking away time from your family. So it's just a, a bigger commitment and investment for people versus a podcast. So again, while, while there are definitely pros and cons to a podcast versus a live event, I really, I really don't think it needs to be one or the other. I think you can certainly do both. And again, I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but remember, there's always going to be people who prefer different mediums over others. So some people who attend a live event may not listen to a podcast and vice versa. And some people who uh, listen to podcasts, they never read blogs. And some people who read blogs would never watch a video. And so everyone learns and consumes information differently. So it's important to have a variety of options for people to choose from. Now, if you're listening to this going, okay, Grant, uh, problem though, I don't have a blog or a podcast or a live event or fill in the blank and you're just getting started. 
Take a deep breath, all right? Don't have a panic attack. My, my biggest advice to you would be to go back to what we talked about before and figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Why is it that you want to be a speaker? How does speaking fit into your business? And at that point then, and only then, can you begin to determine what makes sense for you to do next in your business. So thanks for the question, Joe. I hope that, uh, hope that helps. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that uh, that conversation, the discussion, and about how to make the biggest possible impact in the work that you're doing as a speaker. So again, there's no right or wrong answer between a podcast and or hosting your own events. But uh, again, like we kind of talked about at the beginning there, I hope you I hope you take some time to consider your why, why it is that you're doing what you're doing, and considering how that uh, that can impact your business and the decisions that you are you're making there. So thanks for the question, Joe. Really appreciate that. Hey, quick reminder here: if you haven't already, definitely register for one of our upcoming free workshops. You can do that by going to freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. We do a lot of uh, trainings online, just uh, helping you get started with with finding and booking speaking engagements. So again, you can uh, register for that for free, totally free online. You can stay home, join us from the comfort of your pajamas and uh, join us again at freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. All right, that wraps up episode 57. We'll see you tomorrow for the finale of uh, 30 Days of Podcasting. Tomorrow we've got an interview with my buddy Tim Page from Lead Pages talking all about email marketing and building your email list, why it's important and how to do it. So look for that tomorrow. We'll see you then. You're awesome. Awesome.